Find out why people are calling Paranormal Crossroads a great spiritual journey or groundbreaking, heartfelt, funny. This new series is absolutely amazing. Just head to tinyurl.com slash paranormalxroad. That's the letter X. This all-female paranormal team, including myself, Kitsy Duncan, KJ, and spirit medium, Tiffany Rice. Go where no paranormal show has gone before. We head to people's homes and places of work where they're dealing with a haunting of any kind. Nine times out of ten, there's happy tears, there's laughter. This is the paranormal show you've been waiting for. We're adding new episodes monthly, and this is a show you don't want to miss. No screaming, no demons, all the love, light, peace, and positivity, and bringing family members closure. Head on over to tinyurl.com slash paranormalxroad. That's X as in the letter X. Oddity Files. All things creepy, cryptic, otherworldly. Oddity Files, the podcast. Okay. All right. Guys, we're here with another episode of Oddity Files, the podcast. I won't ever do that again. What was that? I promise. I don't know. It was awful is what I it was. No idea what that was, but I'm I, I'm here for it. It reminded me of uh, like the old radio shows from the 1940s. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Are you, did you just call me old? No. I think that's what you did. I'm just saying you're a woman of many voices and talents. Oh, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> Take a compliment, will you? Gee whiz. I'm from the Midwest. We're not allowed. That's a thing. <laughs> and I, I never realized it till we were at a convention in New Jersey in a parking garage. You may be familiar with which mm. convention I'm speaking of. Mm-hmm. And I was... Having a cigarette with, well, he wasn't smoking because he doesn't smoke, but uh, Robin Lord Taylor. And he complimented me and I, you know, just bounced it right off onto him. He's like, oh, you're from the Midwest, huh? Mm. He's like, I'm from Iowa. I get it. (laughs) Yep. Take a damn compliment. I don't like them. Um, Not a lot of paranormal going on around here. My life has been consumed by the Paranormal Crossroad Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And tell us tell us guys, about that damn Kickstarter. Tell us what happened. Um, you guys are going to hear this like two weeks too late. I know. But <laughs> we reached our goal in three fucking days. Look at that. Three days. How I I still really have no words because I... I thought we'd make like 10 bucks a day, and then at the end, we'd just be running around like chickens with our head (laughs) cut off. But we did it, and I can't believe it, and I'm so freaking appreciative of everybody that contributed and everybody that still contributed. As of right now, we are at like 105% of our goal. Yay! I know I saw it, and I got so excited. 
<laughs> well, thank you. It, a lot of work has gone into it. I'm not going to lie. Um, like I told you last week, it's a lot of me making an ass out of myself. I don't know if you've seen the Doctor Who spinoffs that we've <laughs> created at all. Um, but this is why I'm not an actress and why reality TV is my calling. <laughs> You did the actress thing for for a, a hot minute there. And I was really bad at it. That's why I'm not doing it anymore. That's <laughs> why if anybody says... Give yourself some credit. No, it's really bad. But that's why um, when people say, you're just acting like you're scared. I don't know how to act scared. If it's I real. look scared in the shows, I'm legit scared. Right. So... Yeah, but, you know, all the videos everywhere. We launched live on Facebook. It was fun. I ended up crying. KJ brought in some of our fans, and they had me crying on that. I didn't, I've been crying for a week is pretty much what it all boils down to. It's good to let it out. It's good to let it out. We're super excited. We have our first season on WNDY in Indianapolis and the entire state of Indiana uh, now – the production, all of it is good to go. Uh, KJ's working on some stretch goals right now. And I hope to God in there somewhere she puts hiring a video editor. Nick, quote me your rates later. Hey. <laughs> I will. I was going to say, if you, if you need any uh, amazing 80s hip hop music, I'm going to shout out to my boy and girl in Indianapolis as well, uh, Andy D and Victoria. Uh, they just played Ooh. in the Indiana uh, Pride Festival. They did a show. It was the first show. They had a baby recently, and, and they played a first mm-hmm. show with some new songs. They live-streamed it. But, yeah, if you if you need some dope-ass tunes, they're the best. Sweet. We're actually talking about doing, because it, uh, it's going to premiere here in Indiana on July 17th, which oh, is the day after my birthday, which so is super soon. exciting. At midnight on WNDY, and we're talking about doing a launch party. So maybe some '80s hip hop music might not be a bad idea. Oh, he's. So. All right, let me know because he will gladly show up and play. Victoria has like a side project she just started where she plays like some like witchy type, uh, like synth music. She's my girl. Uh, she's she's amazing, and then he has like the full on. He raps about like it's like dirty stuff, but it's all about like unicorns and Vikings, and it's all very intelligent but very funny. He's he played with Electric Six, and uh, he's he toured the world and stuff. But he's been a longtime friend. I always forget that you guys live in the same state. <laughs> I have to meet them both. They sound literally magical from unicorns to witchy synth music. I'm just saying. Oh, 100%. 100%. I'll I'll make I'll I'll link you guys up. I need to. And if you need live music, they're they're your they're your folks. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. Plus we still have um Popcon right around the freaking Popcorn. corner. Mm-hmm. We're doing our live taping of uh, Paranormal Crossroads, and then Tiffany's doing her gallery reading. Tickets for that can be purchased at popcon.us. So I'd love for you to come hang out with us, see us talk to these people whose homes we've investigated. I know Evan's coming out, not for that specific event, but from one of our panels we're going to have a uh, member in Evan's stories, he talked about his cat, Edie. 
she's yes. officially yeah, yeah. our podcast mascot. Well, she had passed, and we're, we actually communicated with her at his house. And that episode will go live on YouTube on June. I have a lot of shit going on, man. <laughs> June 25th, which is today, actually, for you listeners. Uh, and it's amazing. It's It was one of the most fulfilling investigations I have done to date. So um, we're going to have Evan out and a pet spirit communicator at his panel. Oh. And we're going to see if, if we can talk to Edie a little more. I've never done anything like that. So, And KJ, you know, she's all about the cats. So she, she of course, knows the pet communicator. That's amazing. I didn't even know that was – I mean, I guess – yeah, there's that older show on Animal Planet that was like did that whole sort of thing. I, but I, I guess it slipped my mind that that was a thing. Spiritual yeah, pet same. communicator. Well, I need to, I guess you can communicate with pets that are alive as well. Oh. So I need, because Venus, the white dog, oh my mm. gosh, she's a night. She just barks in my face all the time. Like, why don't you understand what I'm telling you? It's it starts off as ooh and I'm like what do you need you're so cute and then she ends up barking in my face. So, Cindy oh, Huff is her name. I need to hire her for our dog cuz I mean he we need to know what the hell's going on with him. And and I guess she can actually communicate with them and get shit figured out. Oh. So, I'll have to see hmm. if I can find like if she has a website or something and I'll put that in the uh the Facebook group cuz I feel like we all have a pet that needs a little extra communication. I love that this whole first this first ten minutes is just you and I recommending different people with different skills, <laughs> all related to like things we're working on. But still, oh yeah, exactly. From eighties hip hop to pet communicators, <laughs> yep. you get it all at Oddity Files, the <laughs> podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan, and I'm Nick Floyd. It's <laughs> such a late intro. It is totally, but at least it's done. Not knock that off my list. So, yes, but uh, Nick, I highly recommend uh, the teaser for Evan's episode went up today. It's in the the uh, Oddity Files fan group on Facebook. You should hell yeah! I gotta get on. Uh, I gotta get on that Facebook. I have not been on. I got on Facebook recently. Announced that I'm my, my relocation from Tennessee to Florida. And that was the first time I posted on Facebook in, like, a long time. Yeah, other than our group, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I am off. I'm finding myself, 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 all of me. Uh, all of them. Slowly getting off of all of the all of the trash apps, like I like to call them. Um, I can't delete them. You're so them. hipster right now. I can't delete them because I do feel like, the connections that I have with, you know, Facebook, I have international friends and that's how we talk and yeah. kind of keep up with each other. And Instagram, I've found is fun. Twitter, I thought was like the safest of all the bunch. And then I'm like, politics. Finally, I'm fucking done with Twitter. <laughs> just like, yeah. Guys, I'm just here to t- say stupid shit on Twitter. Um, it has gone downhill very fast. <laughs> I blame Trump. I mean, I really do. 
I don't even know who I blame anymore. Because like even even when he when he was off, it was like everyone's like, "Yay, ding dong, the witch is dead, woohoo!" And then after like three weeks, maybe not even that much, it all started creeping in, and now is just a disaster. <laughs> just like I don't oh, yeah. even, I don't want it. I just don't want it. Here's what Twitter is to people anymore, aside from you know our oddity files and paranormal crossword accounts. It's complaining to major corporations, mainly airlines and retail stores. Yep. Um, politics, trying to look more politically correct than the next guy. People are just so full of themselves on Twitter. It's oh, yeah. Ridiculous. It used to be so yeah. much fun. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> lately now, I feel like I, without getting into everything, I always. Over the last week since since it's been out, I'm like, hey, if you guys really want to know how I feel, watch the Bo Burnham Inside special on Netflix, and a lot of what he talks about is exactly how I feel. So, <laughs> someone else could say it for me, so I don't have to. <laughs> there you go. There you go. What's going on with Mysterious Nashville? You know, it, it was a weird weekend this weekend. Um I feel like last weekend, last week when we talked in the podcast, there was a shoe size involved. I believe I mentioned yes. that. And uh, they DM'd me on... Oh, God, that's I, right. Yeah, they DM'd me asking for my shoe size like early last week. And then on Friday night, they, at, they DM'd me at like 7.40. And they were like, here are some coordinates... You're going to need a shovel. Uh, go, basically. and Just to you. Yeah, just to me. So I dropped it in the Discord, and I was like, hey, guys, some shit's going down. I'm going to go to this park, which was 50 minutes away from where I lived. You're so lucky to be alive right now. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it, it was still light <laughs> outside, and so it was fine. And so I get all the way to the park. Some people from the Discord met up. It was great. And I got lost. And it was just a mess, and the cops came and uh, closed the park down and told us that we weren't allowed to, to enter the park after uh, after dusk. <laughs> Were you walking around with a shovel the entire time? No, I, I literally had okay. just parked. Like, all of us just parked, and then the cops, like, whoop, whoop their lights or whatever, and so I drove 50 minutes back home at, uh, oh my God. you know, 10 p.m. now on, on a Friday. And so we all went back Saturday morning. Uh, met up. It was probably about eleven of us total from the Discord. We met up, went to the coordinates that were sent to me. There was like this eye made out of sticks on the ground, uh, and in the center, dug up this target bag, and in this target bag was a shoe, a single shoe. And on the bottom of the shoe, it said, "This shoe is the password." So the shoe brand was the password to this website that had just or this um, locked page on their website. And okay. that locked page was this crazy, like, puzzle thing where we had to find out a city and get those coordinates and then add these numbers to this number to get actual coordinates. And then it was this whole entire thing about this structure, that the structure is a place for holding hands. It's a place to wear white hats. It's a place where you do this. Like, when you get to the structure, do this. And so we, it was 100 degrees outside. We're all sweating just miserable and i mean we have people on the discord who are solving this puzzle all these strangers we're all just sitting together like trying to solve this puzzle 
And within about, I want to say 20 minutes, uh, the puzzle was cracked collectively amongst oh, probably shit. 20 people who were working, 11 of us, 11, 12 of us in person. And so we ventured back out into the woods, which it was out there. We got too overeager and decided to uh, go off the beaten path, and we almost got lost. Oh, no. There was blood that was drawn because there were thorn bushes everywhere. We thought poison oh, ivy no. was present. It was a mess. So anyway, we we, uh, we finally get back on the actual trail That after being a little concerned for a minute. And we're kind of looking for this structure. We didn't really know what it was. It was just like the structure. And then I, I saw something that was kind of looked like a, a neon color and it was a flag. And out in the off the beaten path in the woods is this like structure Blair Witch typey type thing in this mailbox that was attached to this tree. And I love this. So yeah, and, and so we all kind of took a minute and celebrated, and then all of us gave something personal uh, to put in the mailbox. So. Uh, someone gave like their old student ID. I gave up my I'm a believer Bigfoot identification card, which is very important okay. to me. Very important to you. And uh, and that was it. That was that was the weekend. Uh, there was another group that went on Sunday, but we you know we sort of wrapped up and we were talking in the Discord. Did you receive a text telling you that you didn't know your own shoe size though? A DM. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They were like <laughs> size. I'm like, I thought he sent that to me. They were like size 13 is incorrect. So I guess it was like the shoe that they could find or whatever to, to write the password on. I guess it was just all for 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 fun. But uh, yeah, it was. They they only played into the Discord, which was pretty amazing. They didn't send an email out. They just sent the coordinates to me. I passed it on to the Discord, and it was fun to sort of like be a part of the game, which was cool. Yeah. Um, and then in the discord, which we know they're in, we were all talking about like getting together because I am moving soon. One of the participants son, uh, he has a birthday coming up. So we just all had things to celebrate and we kind of pitched this like silly idea in the discord just to each other. And, uh, yesterday we get an email from mysterious Nashville and that email is the, the, the puzzles for the structure for people who didn't do it. And then it was a gathering uh, on we on Wednesday the twenty third, whatever the Wednesday is, the twenty yeah twenty yeah, third, from seven to ten at the brewery that we had gone to uh, two weekends ago. And oh wow, we aren't. It could just be a gathering. There could be something weird that happens. But we're we're encouraged to dress odd and unusual. And uh, there's discounts on beer, and we're all just going to get together. And that's just sort of it. I like it, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like whoever's at play is sort of playing into what we want. But there's also this side story of this Jacob who's lost in another dimension character. And and he hasn't come up since. He, he moved from dimension... Point zero zero eight to dimension point zero zero four, and he found a satchel of potions that he does not know what they are. So, oh, yeah, tons of fun. We're having a great time. Um, I'm gonna keep up on Discord after I after I move away, uh, coming very soon, and so it, it'll be good. But 
it's been a very fun experience to just build community. And there, a lot of us have said, like, just strip the story away and just give us something to look forward to on weekends, and we're going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. We don't need any sure. of the extra Especially, stuff. you know, you, you get to hang out with people that are your people, you know, um, like the weird, like the mysterious. That's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's funny because I was telling a few friends about it, and it's like, oh, this is kind of like a going away party. I'm like, yeah, it's the best kind because these people who I don't, I know very little about, except I know they love weird shit and I know they're just good people to just be surrounded by some folks who don't really know anything about each other. There's no talk of like jobs, your work, whatever. It's just hanging out and sharing one common interest. And it's the coolest fucking thing after, you know, the terrible year over year plus that we've all had um yeah. and it's just it's a really really neat thing and i love you know i love knowing that i'm moving back to a place that embraces so much art and culture and weird and and all, and all that coming from nashville which doesn't really embrace it as much as central florida does where i'm from and I, so i feel like meeting all these people these people who who are very relatable to me who have been waiting for something like this to happen. We all can share, you know, we all share that together. So it's cool. Uh, it's, it's a good time. Yeah. Beep. Um, well, cool. The only thing paranormal going on at my house is Chris is snoring again and I'm not sleeping again. So, that's something I have to deal with. He fell asleep last night before he... He's got one of those CPAPs. Oh. Uh, it's, 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 I, there are several times I thought he had died. Um, because he'd, like, stop breathing and then it'd be like a... <laughs> afterwards. Um, so I just need to get him on the CPAP again. He actually was gone this last weekend. He went back to work doing oh. the photo ops. So proud of him. He seems so much happier. So yay for Chris going back to work. <laughs> what is he getting some silence for a few days? <laughs> you know, it it was nice. The dogs and I did bed snugs. I, I told Chris when he left, I'm like, they're sleeping with me while you're gone. He's like, don't start it because once you do, you can't stop it. So I didn't. But every night before bed, instead of watching TV in the living room, we do it in the bedroom. I ended up with a huge scratch on my chin from Venus. She gets oh. a little overzealous um, when she's excited and wants um, smooches is what we call it around here. You, t- you look at the dogs and go, smooches, and they just start licking your face. I know people are going to be grossed out by that, but I think it is the most magical thing in the world. Aww. Um, it is magical. I mean, considering that like dogs' mouths are cleaner than any human exactly. being body part. <laughs> now Luna's breath gets a little disgusting sometimes. It's not Venus, just Luna. I don't know why. Poor thing. Um, but I don't even care because she gives me smooches on command. It's the only command they know is smooches. That's amazing. <laughs> I guess we should figure out what the stars have in store for us. I believe at least I'm hoping Mercury's out of retrograde at this point when this airs. So um, Jess, hit it. Hey there, oddballs. It's Jess from Misfortune Astrology here with your weekly energy forecast. Hard to believe, but June is almost over. Astrologically, this month has been more about quality than quantity. 
Not too much going on in the sky, but the aspects that did perfect were rather profound. All in all, it's been a wonky month because of the eclipse window and all of the retrograde energy. June goes out on a quiet note, but July is coming in hot and angry. On Sunday the 27th, Venus enters Leo, leaving the sun to fend for himself in cranky cancer. Venus in Leo is all about the drama. Think Cleopatra on a litter, adorned in gold, attended by hunky men with huge fans and being fed the most decadent food imaginable. That's the energy around Venus in Leo. In Cancer, she's taken on more of a nurturing feminine mystique, but in Leo, she's all goddess. The energy is fun, flirty, and shows love in an over-the-top way. She absolutely loves to show off. And did I mention drama? Because Venus in Leo brings the drama with a capital D and a capital R-A-M-A. Shadow Leo energy is downright petulant when it doesn't get what it wants, and Venus will be prone to tantrums just like her buddy Mars is while he's here. Overall, the transit is good for creativity and artistic endeavors. Just watch your spending because overindulgence can be an issue now. You may feel like a royal, but if you aren't bankrolled like one, just keep that wallet in your pocket, your highness. Monday the 28th features an inconjunct between Venus and Leo and Jupiter and Pisces, who is newly retrograde. I don't usually mention inconjuncts that often because they're considered minor aspects, but the end of June is so damn quiet that there isn't much else to talk about. The inconjunct is a 150 degree angle. It occurs when planets are forced to communicate with each other from signs that have absolutely nothing in common. It's kind of like when you were playing seven minutes in heaven and you got stuck in a closet with someone you were absolutely not into, but you're stuck in there, but it's gross. So you just plaster yourself against the wall as far away from the Cretan as you can possibly get and count the seconds until you get released. That's how Venus and Jupiter will be feeling about each other come Monday, which is a shame because these are our two benefit planets. And when they meet up, it's usually lovely. Since both Venus and Jupiter are benevolent energies, I don't see this in conjunct as being terribly problematic. It's more likely to result in some awkwardness in a situation that really shouldn't be awkward at all. If you walk away from an encounter scratching your head about why it went down the way it did, try not to sweat it too much. You weren't imagining the tension, but it's not likely to have resulted in any deal breakers either. Last but certainly not least, we have Mars and Leo opposing Saturn and Aquarius on Thursday, July 1st. This shit is ugly. Where Venus and Jupiter are our two benefit planets, Mars and Saturn are our two malefic planets. They're nasty energies in their own right, and they're forming a harsh aspect that will only serve to amplify the negative vibes. This opposition will bring anger, frustration, and disappointment. You'll feel blocked, pessimistic, and just generally ineffective. Wherever this hits, try to remember it's a marathon, not a sprint. And if there's some authority figure standing in your way, it's best to just defer to them. The energy of a Mars-Saturn opposition is impenetrable, so don't waste your time. You'll have more luck hurting cats than trying to budge however this bad boy is manifesting for you. If you're interested in what the stars have to say for you, please check out my website at misfortuneastrology.com. I offer many different types of tarot and astrology readings, and you can also help support my small business by checking out my shop where I sell handmade crystal jewelry, candles, and lots of other cool merch. For daily horoscopes and plenty of inappropriate humor, come find me on social media at misfortune1111. Ciao for now. Awesome sauce. Um, all the stuff to look forward to. Trying to have a positive outlook because that has not been my MO so far this afternoon. I do, I took a nap. You know how like when you get woke up from a nap and you just wake up bitchy? Oh, yeah. That's me every morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. I need a good half hour of silence when I wake up in the morning. And... um yeah, naps. Usually I wake up great and refreshed, and but again, Venus is she's going through something. So I hope it's just a phase.
Yeah. I uh, don't don't wake me up from a nap, but also. You do not want to be around me in the first two hours of the morning. Ah, two hours is a long time. I'd say like maybe 45 minutes. Okay. So you Let me have a cup, of, by cup like of coffee. Yeah, yeah, 15 minutes. Oh, okay. I have some paranormal in the news. Oh, shit. And comes to us from strangeandcreepy.com. The headline reads, this stomach... No, it doesn't. It reads this. This kid's summer ghost camp will teach them the basics of paranormal investigation. How cool is that? If you're in or near the Connecticut area, especially in the Milford area, this is for you. The Spirits of Milford Ghost Camp is offering daily activities to kids and teens 11 to 18 years old. They'll be able to learn the basics of paranormal investigations by being able to visit haunted sites in downtown Milford, Connecticut. Each camper will be able to use professional ghost hunting equipment like EVP recorders and EMF detectors, just to name a few. The camps are based on a three-hour experience, which you can choose morning, afternoon, or an evening adventure. The experience will begin at the entrance of Wilcox Park, an area believed to be haunted by a group of Native... By a group of Native Americans who once lived in that area. The campers will also be able to use their ghost hunting tools and conduct investigations. Then the group will walk to a few graves and also be able to make a few cool things. The campers will also be able to make ghost, a ghost hunting pendulum and learn how to use them. And they'll be able to make a good luck evil eye bracelet, which... I'm actually wearing one of those. I'm a huge fan of the evil eye bracelets Um, for spiritual connection, as well as to learn how to use other devices during paranormal investigations. So if, if you and your child are near the Milford, Connecticut area, head to Spirits of Milford Ghost Camp. Just Google it, and it should be there. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean... Am I a terrible person for just imagining the situation if something went horribly awry? Like one of the kids becomes possessed. Yeah, like one kid is just really fucking good at contacting. Like this kid, this like 13-year-old's been talking to like dead people for I don't know, since he was like 6 and yeah. he gets there and he's, he's very He's literally Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. He's like channeled it. And all of a sudden, some kid who's just like, yeah, cool, ghost. Like, I watch a show on Netflix about this. And that one kid says some crazy, like, Necronomicon shit and gets that other kid possessed. (laughs) And then, like, that kid just starts puking on everybody. And then those kids get possessed, too. And it's like some evil dead situation. I feel like this should be your next short film. I mean, I feel I, I feel pretty good about it. I also, again, I do feel kind of terrible, and I'm like, yeah, what if something went really wrong? I didn't even think about it. I'm like, oh, these kids will be so cute with their little K2 meters, and but you have an excellent point, Nick. You really do. I need, I need to stop looking for the bright side is, because I mean, that's funny shit. Is there a liability waiver? Like, I just imagined another kid. Little little eleven year old Cindy Fisher and she's walking around with her K two meter and she's like oh and then this force just pushes her ass back like thirty feet. She falls off a fucking cliff in this yeah. Native American burial ground. <laughs> it's like where's that lie? That's some pet cemetery shit. Where's that liability waiver that says we are not liable for any sort of ghostly interaction 
or physical connection provided by an entity not of this world. <laughs> and then you've got that one kid that's just an asshole. I mean, every, every time, every camp, there's that one kid that's just an asshole. And you're the leader as the paranormal group. Do you um, summon demons to take care of that child? Or wh- what happens then? Do right. you just kick him out? <laughs> or if it's like a parent who is super into this, is like, oh, it's like a spiritual awakening. And they're sending like little Tommy Pruitt, who's just a total asshole. He's like the school <laughs> bully. He's probably like 14, 50 years, 15 years old. I mean, no, 13, 14. He's a pre, he's a, he's a, Preteen, or he's a teen at this point. Prepubescent. They're pre-pubescent. the worst and smelly. And he's, he's just a dickhead, and there, <laughs> and she sends him to have some sort of like connection because she's the mom's like this is cool. He's gonna love it, and he's pissed that this like other little kid is getting some sort of like contact. Their K two meter is going off, and he's like, no, I want some shit to happen to me. Let something happen to me, and then he gets thrown 30, 40 feet. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a terrible idea. The next Zach Baggins was just born. Literally. I want a Golden Goose Daddy, and I want it now. That's a okay, terrible Tommy. age range. 11 to 18 is like my own personal hell. Uh, like that is... Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, I feel that. I feel that. It's like eight... To 16 is, 8 to 18 is just rough. Yeah, I feel like 8 to, like, if this were a camp for 8 to 14-year-olds, you'd have, like, the, 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 the little kid, the 8-year-olds, who I think, like, my my daughter is 12, like, when she was 8, she was into weird, creepy shit, um, <laughs> which is awesome. And, like, her mind is open just enough, and then it, you can, you know, but the moment they pass, like, 14... Those they become assholes, and you have just no control anymore. All yep. of you are are possessed. I mean, like literally, yeah. I mean, if a spirit were to jump into that body, they'd be like, "Nope, I'm out." Yeah, that just sounds. I mean, you got to make sure these grounds are cleansed because if there's anything I know about demonic spirits, they go after the 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 simple minded and the weak. And you get a bunch of kids. Maybe that's why it's eleven to eighteen and not eight to fourteen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, Kitsy and Nick will not be running their child paranormal camp anytime soon. That just no. happened. Only a university. Only a university. Yes, well... You have to be at least 18 uh, or older. I want to do the grandmas and the grandpas. Oh, that would be great. What? Okay. Like the Golden Girls Ghost Club. It I, sounds so fucking mad. Because they just want to talk to their friends that have passed. <laughs> Did you see that thing I put in the the Facebook group where it's Betty, where it said the uh, Golden Girls reunion and it, and it's Betty White with a Ouija board? Oh my god! It's terrible but hilarious at the same time. This whole segment's gonna Sick. haunt me in like ten years when people are canceled. Other people they're gonna be like, <laughs> remember when Nick and Kitsy talked about kids getting thrown thirty, forty feet by. <laughs> demonic spirits we didn't do it we just could see it happening because some spirits are assholes oh you know blum blumhouse is over there writing a goddamn movie about this right now we're not the only ones who have thought about like we're gonna see it next year for sure oh yeah they listen to this show no they don't nor do i recommend that they do but 
I feel like the the bar and the line of what can happen to children in movies and horror movies specifically is being lifted every single day. We're like ten Hereditary? years ago. Are you kidding? Oh my me? god! <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can't do that. Like you can't do that. One night, Clayton made me watch it with him, oh. and I'm like. What the fuck just happened? He's like, I knew you were going to love it. <laughs> it's like, no, insanity. that's terrible. Yeah. It's it's like the one thing. It, it, and it's still shocking. Like, we, have, we haven't hit the threshold yet where, like, damage done to children in horror movies are, you know, are not. But, like, the whole, the Annabelle movie that was all the little kids in the, in the, the, yeah. um, the orphanage, the home, the mm-hmm. children's home. That whole thing was like that girl getting flipped up, flipped down. Like I was just like, what yeah. the shit is happening? They can't do that. <laughs> the Conjuring too. It was all about those little girls. It's, you know, this is, I'm telling you, the next thing we're going to get is a fun, uh, lighthearted, coming-of-age dramedy about children's going to... <laughs> children, children's... Children going to children's. a <laughs> educational, informative ghost camp and shit just going south fast. <laughs> Yeah, but it's got to be like have that uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil yeah. laugh tra- laugh vibe to it because yeah. that would be some good shit. You know, go after that Stranger Things crowd. <laughs> there is a great movie on Hulu. I believe it's called Little Monsters, not to be confused with the Howie Mandel uh, 90s masterpiece, but uh, it is about these little, like, I, th- I want to say they're kindergartners and they're taken on this trip. Uh, and there's a zombie outbreak and it is, <laughs> it is, I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Yes, please. Um, but it's on, it's on Hulu. It's a Hulu original. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> so I imagine oh it's God. like that. <laughs> anyway. That's great. That's great. Good. I believe it's my turn to go first. It is. Please tell me a story. Get me the okay. hell off this topic fast. <laughs> no, I, I, I fully expect, um, <laughs> Ursula. So here's what we need. Okay, Stranger Things, but like mine and Nick's heads on, I want to be on 11 and Nick gets to be on um, the kid with the curly hair on the teeth. Yes, that's what we need. Are you looking for that next great read? Well, I've got you because I wrote it. Head on over to Amazon.com or Barnes and Noble. Dot com and order yourself a copy of my book, I'd Rather Talk to Dead People, where I tell you the ins and the outs of my paranormal journey thus far. If you've watched the TV show Oddity Files on Amazon Prime or YouTube, this is the perfect companion piece to give you an inside look on what was going on inside my head during my most prominent investigations to date. Again, Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. Just search I'd Rather Talk to Dead People by Kitsy Duncan. Thank you. Do you have big dreams and think you'd love to run your own business? You might see a need in your community or the world that you think you can help fill. Or maybe you just really crave the freedom to work from when and where you want. I'm Jackie Pretzman, and I help women to create businesses they love. I've partnered with Oddity Files to bring you details about Dream Business Bootcamp, my online course to kickstart your business in six weeks. 
In the course, we cover everything from getting clear on your business idea to creating and pricing your first offering, getting your business online, and then actually attracting ideal customers who want to pay you for what you do. Now, Dream Business Bootcamp is opening for enrollment this month, and Kitsy has something special to share just for Oddity Files listeners. She's right, guys. I do. Here's your special link for Jackie's Dream Business Bootcamp. Go to tinyurl.com slash dreambusinessbootcamp today. Thanks, Jackie. Extra, extra, read all about it. Okay, so that was lame. But we have a new merch store, my friends. Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Guys, we've got everything there. We're still adding more. The prices are much more cost effective there and the store is so easy to navigate. What are you waiting for? Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Get your merch on. Okay, you may have heard or may not have heard, but our newest podcast partner is freaking Chewy, guys. I know, we we talk about our pets all the time, and we kind of love our pets a little too much, just like you guys. But we're always looking for ways to save money in these current financial times. Chewy's it. Type in tinyurl.com slash ofchewy, you can help support the podcast. I personally get both our dog's food and our dog's treats and a couple other things sent on a monthly basis directly from Chewy with their subscription service. So please check it out. Please help us out by subscribing to all of your Chewy goods at tinyurl.com slash OF Chewy. My dogs will thank you. I've been a little busy, so I didn't write a story. Fair. But thebustle.com tells us one hell of a story. So the headline reads, 10 Creepy Old Wives' Tales About Death That Are Actually True. So this is kind of coming full circle. We've done the, you know, the old wives' tales, and, mm-hmm. you know, all, we've covered a few things here and there. This is some good shit, and it explains how some of them, are actually true and why it is. And that story goes a little something like this. Most people don't like to think about death, but when you get down to it, you've likely heard a bunch of old wives' tales about what happens when you die. And while the inclination may be to believe that none of them are true, it turns out some are actually rooted in fact. Our bodies can do some bizarre things after or while we die. There are parts of our body that survive in the first period of time after death and all sorts of other creepy things that can happen the minutes to years after your heart stops. Old wives' tales then are often superstitious interpretations of very real things, like Nick has been saying for months now. While people may now realize that there isn't scientific evidence supporting the need to carry a body out of a building feet first or stop a clock in the room where someone died or cover the mirrors, there are some superstitions that carry some meaning. 
Bodies shut down bit by bit and post-death consciousness is only now being thoroughly researched. So what to some seemed like possession or a sign of paranormal activity is now beginning to get medical explanations. Still, to some, these scientific experiments only validate their existing beliefs. Whatever you believe about death, it can be interesting to understand how old-time superstition relates to modern understanding of what happens when your life ends. Number one in the list of superstitions, your hair and nails still grow after you die. I thought this was a thing. Uh, I thought, like your nose grows or is that your nose never stops growing while you're alive? I think it's the latter. Okay. While it is technically just an old wives tale that your hair and nails grow after you die, there is some substance to the myth. In reality, corpses do have the appearance of their hair and nails growing after they die. The skin on a dead man's chin dries out. Claudia Hammond writes for BBC. As it does, it pulls back towards the skull making stubble appear more prominent. Goosebumps caused by the contradiction of the hair muscles can add to the effect. While the old-timey people may have believed they were seeing dead people continue to sprout creepy beards, really they were just observing the natural process of death. Number two, 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 two. Can you be conscious after death? Old wives' tales suggest a spooky reality where corpses are conscious and spirits are everywhere. All sorts of superstitions arise around keeping the recently dead from haunting those around them or coming back to life. But the idea that a corpse may be a quasi-conscious, no, but the idea that a corpse may be quasi-conscious isn't actually that far from reality. Wait, what? Neuroscientists have found a surge in brain activity right after death. And an almost innumerable amount of near-death experience survivors can recount moments of clarity and consciousness even after their hearts had stopped. While the significance of this scientific reality is open for interpretation, old wives' tales about conscious dead bodies may actually be rooted in something real. Numero three, corpses can move. The old wives' tales about corpses having the potential to come back to life may not be completely grounded in science. There is a reality in the fact that bodies can move after death. I would flip the fuck out, just saying. (laughs) After someone dies, muscle may still twitch or move. Psychic and spiritual counselor Davida Rappaport tells Bustle. Even after the brain ceases to function, it may take a while for the nervous system to catch up. So people may see muscle twitches or movements, but that does not mean the person is alive. If you've heard about ways to keep a body from, quote, coming back to life, you may really be dealing with an old wives' tale to prevent the movement of rigor mortis. I've heard that spirits can pass gas. I mean, spirits, (laughs) dead people. (laughs) I don't know if it's true, but I want somebody out there listening right now to back me up. So tweet at a bitch at Kitsy Duncan. Number four, 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 four. Severed heads can live. 
While some old wives' tales are outlandish, specific tales about severed heads reacting to the world around them are eerily close to accurate. As creepy as it sounds, a beheaded body may be able to remain conscious for a bit after the deadly incident occurs. That's fucking terrifying. Although they likely are just experiencing mu- words are hard tonight, <laughs> muscle contractions that make them appear to be making facial expressions. A 2011 Dutch study found that de- decapitated mice have a period of brain activity for nearly four seconds after they were injured, being like a, quote, chicken with its head cut off is a famously accurate example. Um, that is let's very see. interesting. I I don't know where I read this, and I feel like I might have learned it at that macabre museum in the UK. But in medieval times, for as a form of entertainment at beheadings, if they had to do multiple beheadings, people would compare and or bet on how long the heads would still function and operate after they were removed from the bodies. Mm-mm. So they would essentially no. lop the heads off into like a bucket, so to speak. And then yeah. someone would stand near the bucket and observe the heads to see which head would stay, would operate and, and still function longer than the other. No way! <laughs> Isn't that oh. disgusting? That is disgusting Ugh, that's terrifying yeah and then they Somebody made football. got off on that you know oh yeah well <laughs> exactly. in the sports it was like now we have soccer and football could you imagine if we didn't have soccer and football now we'd just still be beheading and <laughs> people be lining up and shit that forgetting to wear their masks <laughs> oh my god uh so number five i hadn't heard of If you've ever heard the tale about a man's body turning to soap, it's not completely false. God damn it. Turns out when a corpse is exposed to a particular kind of bacteria, a gruesome process called saponification can occur. The two most famous examples, Soap Man and Soap Woman, um, had their body fat turn into soap when water seeped into their caskets, turning the fat into... Adipicure, a.k.a. corpse wax. This is one of the more horrifyingly accurate old wives' tales, but it's pretty interesting from a scientific standpoint. Number six, corpses can moan. But can they fart? That's what I need to know. One absolutely (laughs) terrifying old wives' tale about death is that corpses can make sounds. For both a moaning sound and a near-death rattle, this is actually true. It is believed that when someone is about to die that they emit what is called the death rattle, a soft moaning or gurgling sound just before they die. This sound is usually happens shortly before death and is, this is terrifying, and is caused by saliva accumulation in the throat because the person is unable to swallow. Oh. This seemingly haunting experience is simply a medical reality at the end of life. So are you drowning on your own spit? Because, oh, my God, no. This is horrible. I'm going to have horrific nightmares after this 
tell me a yeah. ghost story any day, but tell me these true science facts about <laughs> my decomposing right? corpse. I'm going to have nightmares It's almost forever. as scary as that fucking drone that shot that guy for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even get me started. Oh, I looked up those dog drones. Terrifying. They oh, yeah. don't have heads. No. no. They need heads. Yeah. It'd be so much easier to take. No, they don't okay. need to exist. Never... <laughs> <laughs> they work. I mean, if I could have one as a pet, it could be fun. You know, smooches. But it needs the head to give me smooches. Yeah, okay, true. anyway. Completely off track here. Number seven. Animals can predict death. All sorts of old wives' tales involve aminals. Amin- aminals. Because, yes, I speak English. Animals as omens of death. The idea of animals having a sixth sense for these things may stay in the realm of superstition, but there's some legitimacy behind these tales. It's believed that animals know when another animal or their owner is about to die, whether it's their sense of smell or instinct. In some reported cases, some animals have seemingly predicted the death of their owners. And as I was reading this, I thought of, this next cat they're going to talk about, because I, I remember news stories on this fucking cat. Um, <clears throat> one cat in particular, whose story was published in the New England Journal of Medicine, accurately predicted 25 deaths in one nursing home. I oh, guess. I, like, I remember that. It ha- end up in the room of the next person to die. Could you imagine being that nursing home and be like, keep that fucking cat out of my room? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. There's a lot more. So a couple interesting. This next one's gross. But I think we've actually talked on this one. So we're fast forwarding to number nine. This is death comes in threes. Of Mm. course, the number of dead people on Earth does constantly round itself into multiples of three. But your inclination to believe your grandma when she said death comes in threes. It was my mom, not my grandma. Because you've noticed it happening your whole life is actually valid. Deaths do seem to come in threes. It's a self-fulfilling pattern once you begin looking for it, and it's human nature to look for patterns. And when number three comes, you're like, oh, thank God it's done. I added that little note. Um, People believe that deaths come in threes. While this can be considered an old wives' tale, it often plays out in the newspapers with celebrities dying in groups of threes. Since three is considered a mystical number, um, this tends to give this belief substance. Really, it's most likely the matter of your brain picking out specific data, like how you notice more for sale signs when your own house is on the market. Or like we said, a green car. If you're thinking about getting a green car, you're going to see that green car everywhere. Yep. And then this one, number 10. Drum roll, please. Putting coins on the eyes of the dead. <laughs> Putting coins on the eyes of the dead is a well-known old wives' tale or superstition that actually got enacted throughout history. And while this tradition may not necessarily have started because of its scientific explanation, it is rooted in some reality. The old wives' tale or superstition was that if you gazed upon the eyes of the dead or they gazed upon you, the dead will take you with them. So the tradition of putting coins on the eyes of the deceased were done from that point of view. In reality, the muscles of the eyelids ceased to function, so the task of putting coins on the eyes served as a way to keep the eyelids shut. So are you telling me every movie or TV show I've watched where they just gently put their hands over the eyes and then the eyes shut? Does that not work? I don't know. I I have to know. 
Somebody, like, EMT. Yeah, me. I know. <laughs> tweet at you. Tweet at a bitch. <laughs> at Kitsy Duncan. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's why they would put coins on the eyes because they couldn't keep the fucking eyelids shut. It, uh. That one makes the most sense to me. <laughs> Just so thank like you, Bustle. Staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> that's our screen grab. That's our screen grab right there. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Oh, so there you have it, kids. Some old wives' tales from bustle.com. I, I found it super interesting and a little terrifying. And the one I didn't get into is that women who die pregnant will give birth in their coffins because of the gases. Oh. So queefs are a thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the episode that gets us canceled, I'm telling you. Culture. Oh my good lord. Well, <laughs> I gotta find my story here. While well, you do that, let's play some commercials. Are you a coffee addict like me? We'll check out Bones Coffee Company. Coffee isn't just a drink that wakes you up in the morning, it's an experience. When you brew a pot, of Bones Coffee Company coffee. They want you to have the best experience you've ever had. They only roast carefully selected beans to perfection in small batches to ensure that you get the freshest coffee delivered straight to your door. The care given to each of those small batches is evidenced through the rich, full-bodied, and exceptionally smooth taste you'll get out of every cup of Bones Coffee Company you drink. You guys, this is amazing. First and foremost, I love coffee. I love wine and I love bourbon, but I love coffee. So check it out and help out the podcast. Go to tinyurl.com slash Bones Coffee. Get your coffee fix and help out your favorite podcast. We appreciate you. Not every haunting is driven by evil. It happens even in the most mundane of places. Down the block, around the corner, and sometimes in our own homes. Paranormal Crossroad is here to bridge the gap between the living and the dead. Are you living through a haunting at home or at work? Do you need answers? Contact the all-female paranormal research team today. Go to pxroad.com to get the answers you seek. Need more scares in your life? Well, duh, we've got you. Just head over to tinyurl.com slash get shutter and you'll automatically get seven days free of this all horror, all the time streaming network. From their endless selection of the best in horror, the original programming and exclusive content to their flexible membership plans. Shutter is exactly what you need. Plans start at under five bucks a month, and yes, you can cancel at any time. I mean, what are you waiting for? Tinyurl.com slash get shutter. Tinyurl.com slash get shutter. G-E-T-S-H-U-D-D-E-R. Let's get scared. Guys, I'm pretty excited to tell you about this new product I'm using. Soul Drops are sacred plant supplements 
that boost overall wellness by enhancing your mind, body, and spirit. See what I did there? Made with traditional healing plants, this special microdosing option empowers self-healing and performance optimization. Soul Drops allow you to power up physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Again, see what I did there? With only a few drops per day, Soul Drops can empower your self-healing and optimization. Now, I'm not kidding. I found Soul Drops on a social media ad, and guys, I'm shocked at the results. I'm not even kidding. I'm not making this up. I am shocked at the results. My moods have leveled out, and I'm sleeping better. So Soul Drops is brought to you by renowned shamanic healer and herbalist Vlada Talon. She uses an ancient process to offer all natural, legal, and safe microdosing. Her master plant formulas have transformed the lives of thousands of people, including me. So I figured out a way to get you guys Soul Drops at a 10% discount. Are you ready? Head on over to souldrops.net and type in oddity files, one word, in the discount code box. I got the Master Trinity set, and I tell you what, this stuff works. So head on over to souldrops.net and remember to type oddity files, again, one word, into the coupon code to get your 10% off. And you know what? You can just thank me later. And we're back. <laughs> you know, it's funny. When I was trying to decide what story to do, I was like, I want to do something sciencey. And then you just did a whole like medical science piece, which is very fascinating. So it, it it aligned. I'm glad. I'm glad that this is just going to be one giant informative episode. I like it too. Except for those kids that got possessed at ghost camp. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, <laughs> they knew what they were getting themselves into. <laughs> Uh, and you know if you're listening to this and somehow my microphone is picking up the construction that's happening outside my fucking house at eight o'clock at night is it still going on they lifted the veil and it's driving me insane there's like a generator running outside my window there's a crane and i'm laughing and having a good time with this podcast but i'm ready to go postal i'm ready to go down there and do some screaming so if it goes dead air in the middle of Nicholas's story, we know he has gone postal, <laughs> and we will all start the Kickstarter for Nick's bail fund. Yes, please, because I, okay. I will say some words. Listen, I won't put my hands on anybody, but I will say some words, and they will be very I loud. I love to see that. Oh, I'm getting real close, because the sun is almost <laughs> all the way down, and if this podcast is wrapped and they're still doing some goddamn construction, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to have some very... Uh, unkind words. <laughs> that was the nicest way to say you are so fucking pissed off right now. Oh, I am I'm fuming. gonna have some words. I am fuming. <laughs> anyway, let's I'm tell a story. And tell me a story, Nick. Oh my good lord. Okay. There have been hundreds... So by the way, this comes from metro.co.uk and uh, this has obviously been something that's come... Uh, up a lot lately for me with the mysterious Nashville stuff, and it's always something that I've spent a lot of, way too much time thinking about. So let's learn about it together, shall we? Okay. Yes, okay. please. <laughs> there have been hundreds of movies and TV ser- series that have explored this thing, some more intelligently than others. And there's always plenty of science-sounding jargon bandied about it, which is a very British term. <laughs> like wormholes and higher dimensions and singularities and parallel realities but what do 
What? <laughs> it's contagious. I'm. I did that to you. I'm so sorry. What? What it do? What does? Shut up, Siri. God damn it! <laughs> he is lit, people. Construction work should not happen after five p.m. Motherfuckers. I don't even. I didn't say anything, and this iPhone is on mute. It's on do not disturb. <laughs> Okay, where was I? (laughs) But what does proper physics have to say on the matter? This is something I have studied over the past three decades, not me personally, clearly the person writing this article. My first book, Black Holes, Wormholes, and Time Machines, based on my Institute of Physics lecture, was published exactly 20 years ago. There's Congratulations, sim- Nick. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a published black hole <laughs> Free author. Free <laughs> 10? Uh, there's a simple first question. Do the laws of physics allow for the possibility of time travel? Let me scroll down. Hmm. That's a surprise. Time travel. Not only do we know time travel to be possible, but that is, it is routinely demonstrated by experiments on a tiny scale. Very scary. Really? (laughs) Traveling through time depends on whether we want to get to the future or the past, because one is easier than the other. Isaac Newton believed that time was something that we have no control over, that it goes by at a constant rate, relentlessly ticking by the seconds, minutes, hours, and years everywhere in the universe at the same rate until we die. And then all ten things happen like you just previously stated in your story. Then, (laughs) I skipped that pregnancy one. I know. Then in 1905, Einstein published his theory of relativity and brought about a scientific revolution. He showed that time is not absolute or independent of us, but can be stretched and squeezed depending on how fast we're moving. In fact, by traveling close to the speed of light, you can slow time down so that when you stop, less time has gone by for you than in the outside world, and you'll find yourself quite literally in the future. Get the fuck out. <laughs> the only time anything close to that has happened to me once is like, the one time I smoked pot. And I swear, <laughs> I swear to God, I had the most, in- well, it seemed like the most intelligent conversation It seemed like we were talking for like 10 minutes, and I guess like four hours had passed. (laughs) And so I'm trying to picture us sitting there talking like (laughs) this. Yeah, so that's the only episode I've ever had. I don't know where the pot came from. It was a friend. We were at his house. Nobody was driving. So Was it illegal? Yes, but it's not anymore, so we're fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Another way of getting to the future is predicted by Einstein's theory of gravity, which we physicists call it general relativity, which he completed in 1915, which showed that gravity also slows down the passage of time. So, time runs slower at sea level than it does on top of a mountain where it would in turn run more slowly than out in space. Basically, the stronger the pole of gravity, in this case, the closer you are to the center of the Earth, the slower clocks will tick. 
No way. Isn't that fascinating? Yes. Yeah, this, I'm telling you, this was like, <sighs> yeah, this uh, is very interesting. And the crazy I, thing is. Those of you not on Patreon, I just did the mind blow. The mind thing, blow. So. This is an article from 2019, by the way. So the developments we've made in the last two years all went to a vaccination of a global pandemic. So technically, this is where we're at. Uh, (laughs) The effect of Earth's gravity on time is very tiny, so not that interesting. But if you could find yourself a black hole and orbit around it a few times while being careful you don't get sucked in, its incredibly strong gravitational field would dramatically slow your time, your personal time, down. When you return to Earth, everyone will comment on how young you look, considering the many Earth years you have been away. Let's go! It's crazy. I'm telling you, let's hop in the ship. Let's boot Elon yes. Musk out, and we're going to space. I mean, Elon can come. He's not a bad guy. I mean, listen, I, I'd push him himself. out. <laughs> I do love my Tesla. So, <laughs> Morticia no, no. is my my favorite. Who's the one going? Oh, Jeff Bezos is the one I'm thinking of. I don't even know who that is. Amazon. Oh, Mr. Amazon. I, I'd I push him out I too. Knew his name. Yeah. <laughs> Two Elon's for at one. least entertaining. Oof. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Time travel into the past, on the other hand, turns out to be much trickier. But general relativity which is still our best theory on the nature of time, doesn't completely rule it out. It states that space-time can be curved around to create what's called a closed time-like curve, which is a bit like a loop-the-loop on a roller coaster that takes you through both space and time back to the point you started, but before you left. So confused right now. I know, this is great. So if time travel (laughs) to the future is possible, and time travel to the past, which, while difficult, is not yet ruled out, what are we waiting for? Why haven't we built a time machine yet? Is there something we're not understanding about the nature of time? Very possibly. One problem was famously highlighted by Stephen Hawking, who asked why, if time travel to the past were possible, we haven't been visited by time travelers from the future yet. After all, our I time, think we have. Do oh, I think so too. I think we, there's we it's pictures. all over YouTube. Did yeah. you see that Mike Tyson fight with the guy with like Samsung phone? Yep, in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Chaplin movie our, cell phone. I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. it was the extra in the background. Yep. I feel the way I perceive that is I feel like maybe they weren't time travelers, but they were people like like influencers that we have today who built shit that no one gave the time of day to listen to. And those people intentionally, like, photobombed a Mike Tyson fight or was an extra in a Charlie Chaplin movie and wanted the, pu- the publicity. So these people are trying to climb the ladder as best they can to show off these inventions. So are they time travelers or are they uh, well, here's bottom the thing feeders? Well, the Mike Tyson thing. It took two years for that to go viral. So did it happen yeah. within the last two years? There's know. some fucking food for thought right there. <laughs> so, uh, to time travelers from the future, our time is to them in the past. So, if future generations ever succeed in building a time machine, then surely there will be some who would wish to visit the early 21st century. Of course, it may be that time travelers from the future are indeed among us, but simply choose to keep a low profile or simply don't fancy a package tour to 2019 which is another British saying. 
It turns out that this issue is easy to resolve. If we ever succeed in building a time machine, it turns out that it would only take us f as far back as the moment it was switched on. So the reason we don't see time travelers from the future is because time machines have not been invented yet. Mind blown. This mind blowing story yeah. was brought to you by Nick Floyd. <laughs> And then it gets in like parallel dimensions and paradoxes and shit like that. But I want to leave it on that note because uh, we're we're right at the we're right at the perfect time. But again, I, that the, I, the that perspective of that if we are truly looking at time travel for what it can really be, that it's not a mm -hmm. thing from a movie, it's not fiction, it's a real thing. You can only travel back to the time of the machine when the machine has been created. That's the only way that, as far as like. Einstein's uh, relativity thing that I just talked about <laughs> is... Yeah, uh, I'm tracking. Yeah, it's, that's the only way it can happen. So the reason why we don't have people visit from the future is because time travel has not been, a time machine has not been invented. It really blew my mind. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. I'm hoping a listener is like, whoa. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to sleep now because I'm like, well, if you travel back in this time machine, that time machine's in that time. Yeah. Oh, so much. So uh, my brain hurts. It's, <laughs> it's very interesting. Well, it's like I imagine it would be like Back to the Future where you could travel. Imagine only being able to travel backwards beyond the point that, that so you build the time machine in like 1984 and you can travel backwards in time. But the only time you can travel back to is the, the time when you made the time machine. So you can't travel forward to see the future. I don't fucking know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> no, I mean, it makes sense, but it doesn't. Yeah. But it does. Yeah, so, my brain yeah. hurts. That's yeah. all I know right now. Yeah. So you basically. Robbing in my skull. You make time machine, you get in time machine, and you go back in time before you made the time machine. And that's as far as you can go. So you can literally, if it took you three weeks to make the time machine that's as far back as you can go or no you got to switch it on so you can only travel back a few seconds really but if you let's say somebody <laughs> now i gotta stop because i could just sit here and it's like i'm stoned again like that it's one great. time it's really weird it's great what if you build a time machine on top of a mountain kitsy time I, is slower time, up there yep you know <laughs> i had altitude sickness one time and now it all makes sense. It's because my time had slowed down. People were really weird up on that mountain, too. I'm yeah. just saying. Because you're all I moving how it goes. X percentage slower than you are down yeah. closer to the center of the earth. They also make <laughs> bottled water for altitude sickness. Did you know that? Yeah. I had some. Didn't help. Not a bit. <laughs> Didn't do But <laughs> I have a listener story. And kids, this is the time in the show where I tell you and beg you and scream at you to please send in your listener stories. They're not coming in as fast and furious as I had hoped, but that's okay. You have time now. So sit down or stand up or whatever it is you do and write us a story because we love when you do that. Also, while you're at it, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because nobody's done that yet either. You guys suck. Not really. I love you. 
but you suck. Okay. Oddity Files crew. Hi. Absolutely love the podcast. It has become my Friday night ritual while cooking dinner and wanted to contribute it. For fuck's sake, Christina. And wanted to contribute to the lack of listener stories. Oh, you're my favorite right now. (laughs) I have a story and I wanted to share that to this day gives me chills whenever I think about it. Likely because I experienced it, but also because this is what 100% solidified my belief in the paranormal. To keep it as short as possible, I went through a phase in high school around 2005 where I slept on my living room floor instead of my bedroom. Odd, I know. No, my my kids did it too, and you're probably about the same age as my children. I feel really old right now. Don't know why, but it was more comfortable for me. I lived in a one-story home in Denver, Colorado, speaking of where I got my altitude sickness, but it was Little Rock, and where I slept was next to our full-size sofa directly beneath a sliding window that was about four feet long and three feet tall. One night, as I was sleeping, I heard the blinds that covered the window shake and rattle aggressively. We had cats, and I was used to them running and jumping out of the blinds to look out the window, so I thought nothing of it. But on this night, the shaking was prolonged and very aggressive. So after a minute or so, I sat up with my phone light to see if one of the cats had gotten stuck or something along those lines. When I sat up and shined my light at the window, I immediately froze in absolute fear. Coming through, in all caps, through the blind slats, not under. What, what, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you can do it. I can do it, was what appeared to be a dark gloved hand reaching through and grasping around. Nope, nope, nope from this bitch. Can you imagine? Uh -uh. The portion I could see extended to about its mid forearm, and it looked like it was reaching around to try and open the window. Once my light fully illuminated the hand, it pulled out of the blinds and back outside slowly it was a time traveler nick i mean listen that time traveler (laughs) belongs in jail if they're hopping around touching people they don't know my mind immediately first went to the logical thought of someone trying to break in as would mine and then i would have thought i'm going to die we lived in a rough neighborhood so i ran to my parents room to wake them up and let them know what was going on But here is where it gets weird. Oh, it wasn't weird. Okay, now I'm scared. That particular window does not open at all from the the side the hand was reaching through. It was a sliding window. And the sliding part is the opposite end with the end of the... I'm going to start that again. I'm so sorry I'm butchering your story. (laughs) That particular window does not open at all from the side the hand was reaching through. It is a sliding window, and the sliding part is the opposite end, with the end the hand was reaching through being permanently set in place. Oh, now it all makes sense. Okay. Um, And to add to that, we had chicken wire firmly nailed to the outside part of the entire window to keep the cat's from clawing through the screen and getting out. So, in order for this hand to come through the way it did, 
it would to have it would it would do had to <laughs> it would have had to pulled back the chicken wire broken through the window and upon inspecting outside the chicken wire was firmly still nailed in place and of course the window was absolutely fine i am far from the first to experience creepy things in that home nor is this the only unusual event i experienced in that house but what was the only time I ever felt threatened and legitimately scared? I know I did not dream it or hallucinate it as I was wide awake for a couple minutes thinking it was the damn cat being annoying. And to this day, have absolutely no clue what it was, even with any type of logical explanation. Glad I could share this story with you all. Again, I love the podcast and I love the banter slash stories. V slash R Adrian. I feel like that's a Reddit thing. What does V slash R mean? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I feel so uncool right now. That's me every time so I look you. in the mirror. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh no. I. You know, this brings to such an interesting topic, and I won't stay on it too long because we're pretty much over the hour at this point. But I know we talk a lot about sleep paralysis on this on this podcast and we've talked about the old hag on your chest and all this stuff, but that's not to discredit anyone's experiences at all. It's to, no. it's to find logic within them to help with a, you know, create a sound mind. But there is a line where there's just stuff that doesn't make sense and it's not sleep paralysis. And it is something yeah. maybe a little less comforting for you. Yeah. Um, and this sounds like it could be, lean more towards that than any form of nighttime uh, activities. Sorry, I'm very distracted by the construction. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Well, on that note, Adrian, thank you so much for sending that. Other yeah, people, that cra- such damn stories. Please, guys, please. I can't beg you anymore. I will have to pull out the Moira voice, and it's very unsettling. Okay. Um, where does the I'm Kitsy Dunk oh no executive producers Donald Fleischflower Doug Malden Lock Ryan Hoke you guys are the team that makes the dream happen I'm Kitsy Duncan where does a new cool uh, never move next to a construction site or anything that looks like it could be an active construction site because you will feel like you are going insane I'm Nick Floyd ghost on <laughs> The podcast is brought to you by the Oddity Files TV show. Have you heard of it? Have you watched it? Head on over to Amazon Prime Video and check out Oddity Files, a three-season investigative paranormal show. Music provided by James Grice. Please support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Give a little, give a lot. It helps support the podcast. And we appreciate our producers, Donald Blanchflower, Doug Malden Locke, and Ryan Hoke. We have a merch store. Can't get enough of Oddity Files? Wear us on your body. tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Please support our partners. Every little bit helps. Rate 
review, and subscribe, especially on Apple Podcasts. It's what helps us get the word out there. And you know, we can always use a new weirdo or two. Come hang out with us on our Facebook fan group. Just search Oddity Files Fan Group. All kinds of fun stuff. You can win things. You can read memes. You can buy cool shit. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Okay, go. I'm done. What are you still doing here? Just get out of here. God, I love Ferris Bueller. <laughs>